Hello, welcome back to the Granite Zero podcast. It's good to have you back. Cheers for coming. As always, this podcast is brought to you by the one and only Kent CBD. CBD is scientifically proven to help with a manner of different things I can't even fathom to list on this read. But what I do know is it helps with your aches and pains in your muscles, tendons, joints, ligaments, etc. But also it helps with your mental health. Things like depression, anxiety, PTSD, sleeping disorders, eating disorders. The list is as long as a piece of string. So it is fantastic. And the product I use is Kent CBD. So check them out. www.kentcbd.org. Put in the promo code Granite0 at checkout for 10% off. You're welcome. This podcast is also brought to you by Green Beret Coffee. Like good veteran coffee, make sure you check it out. Blended specifically to your taste as well as roasted to how you want it. So make sure you check them out. It's Green Beret Coffee. Veteran owned, veteran run, legendary coffee. Check it out. just gonna say there we go i got it that time mason the dragon jones welcome back yeah it was all about the pineapple mate (laughs) 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 mrs must have given it yeah eat the fucking pineapple (laughs) Uh, i'm told but when it comes to my indulge do i mean (laughs) how are you getting on then champ how you been Right, so brutally honest, after the fight, not great. Um, obviously, performance-wise, uh, one of my finest hour, but like we watched it back, and the first round, as close as I thought it was going to be, uh, mainly just because he's strong. I've slowed him down in a few exchanges, and like the first round, uh, I thought just because obviously he did that fucking rude jump kick to the face at the end of the round because I stood in range. And um, some of the exchanges we had, I think, significant strikes. He had me at by about, he was at by a one strike, I think, and I had it to count in my own head. So, obviously, I knew the first round, I was just slightly behind. And then, obviously, uh, my head went out the window a little bit, and I got a bit carried away. And I was like, right, I'm going to push, and I'm going to get this finish early on in the second. Whereas I should have stuck to my game plan, done what I was told. So, I pushed out. I got slapped on my ass. I actually... Threw a feint, he bit. I check hooked him lovely, and then I followed into the gap a little bit square and he hit me with three or four hooks back to back. And obviously, he put me on my ass. Uh, I worked back up, obviously, worked back into that round, but um, I just wasn't 100% in there. Um, after that shot, I was a little bit uh, a little bit dazed. And then the third round, I don't know, we don't talk about when the third round really is one of those, it's one of those just like a trap in my life. We're not going to talk about yeah. where my edges <laughs> went a little bit out the window. I thought there was something near the wind and just embarrassed myself in front of 20,000 people or 18,000 people live and I don't know how many people back home, but uh, it is what it is. Um, it is like, that's the first time I've ever gone out there and actually been beat in, mm. I felt like I've actually been beat in a fight, properly beat, because obviously the Mike Davis fight was always a lot of pressure marks um, and like moving forwards, I've always been on the dominant side, so it was just, that's the first one I've ever had a bit of a pace in, especially against someone who I thought was, a, I was better than like, Well, I know I'm better than um, no disrespect to him because he's a very tough opponent. Um, the thing is on that, then the opposite was that um, I had the whole um, few people who was like speaking to me and they was like, obviously, Mike Davis was a better opponent. Obviously, da, 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 da. like like he was. we thought Mike was a better striker, but yet like he looked worse in our fight and things. So I was like, well, it's just a style. Um, he was a defensive striker, whereas it made it awkward for me to 
sort of land combos against him because of the way he fought and the way he wanted to exit all the time. Like he never really wanted to stay stay around um, for any sort of gunfights. He was always just in and out. So I was coming off right. Um, not so coming off worse because I like the first fight. I think when we were sniping at range, I think it was quite even. But um, I just needed to up the volume a little bit while still playing at caution. Just sniped at him a lot more and just up the volume. But it is what it is. Um, uh, unfortunately, there were some other circumstances after the fight. No injuries, nothing like that, but just personal stuff, which uh, really threw me for shit for six. So I had a week, which is up there now with a, probably one of the darkest weeks of my life where I really questioned a lot of things. I uh, really did struggle for <laughs> about a week. Uh, I was yeah. in a bad place. I don't think I got to bed for a week. And, uh, I managed to get through it, obviously, same way I did everything else. Um, and then the next week wasn't too bad. And obviously, we got back to work. As soon as you get back to training, you start focusing on positive things and we're working through everything. And you just get through the other side of that tunnel. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was rough for about a week. I think where uh, just where I wasn't really great in my in, in my head. I wasn't great in anything. Like you just you just felt like I was in a bit of a black hole. Where so, like I had no drive to get out of bed. I had no of um speak to people. Uh, I actually read a lot more than I have before. Um, to the point where I didn't really want to speak to people. I just was happy just to sit in this little world and read and sort of just shut out the world. Um, sort of in myself so I went for some walks with the dog and different things and uh, I actually took uh, dropped tidy about a message uh, mainly because like talking to my coaches and different things um, I was just getting sort of I was getting educated answers back um, and at yeah. the time I didn't really want an educated answer I just people to just to, to listen I just wanted someone who was just going to listen to me and not give me an opinion back and just yeah, yeah, she went out for a walk with me and tidy but uh, we ended up talking for about an hour and ten minutes I think so it was Good just to get some stuff off my chest and that's good. Just some stuff that it like it wasn't it wasn't even to do with the fight. Obviously, the fight, a fight's a fight. I don't really you, like you you know how how it is. Like um it doesn't bother me so much. I don't take things personally. I'm more irritated in myself than anything else. Like when I finished yeah. the fight, I was just really irritated myself. All day for my coaches because I just threw the book out the window and just went in there and was like, right, fuck it, he's having a piss then. Let's just go in the second round. And obviously it didn't just run on to some shots like okay. a rookie but um it's actually like performance wise before a fight it's the best i've ever felt easily the best I've yeah, ever yeah. Felt. like you said that i expect after any if i expected the masterpiece that was going to be the best i've ever felt in a performance i had no injuries at all um i felt sharp my striking my wrestling was defensive felt sound my jiu-jitsu i feel stronger than i have before and it was just it was just a few different things and like Obviously, walking on to a big shot like ah, like even though I recovered really quickly, it, it still spun me a little bit. And like I wasn't hundred percent in there, and uh, it it just come down to where I should have trusted my corner more and listened to what they were saying. I just was too happy being a cowboy, and it just didn't really work out. So like obviously, it's upsetting just because the circumstances were perfectly aligned, the stars aligned for me, and uh, I didn't really make the most of it, which I have every single time past when the occasions lined up for me I've always made the best of it and that was my opportunity at the time and like it's the biggest opportunity I've had to date that was my time to become a star and I sort of uh, went from fifth gear back in the first <laughs> blue gear box a little bit so um, it is what it is like it's, it's not over by long shots we can rebuild ah, of course back not. up of course not but it was just it was just the other things going in, into it there was a lot of um, a lot of other things they're just personal shit and it was just it was drowning me a little bit, and uh, obviously it was a good job I had Mad there because she's good as gold. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just 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 a bad couple of weeks, a bad two weeks. But uh, yeah, all good now. That's good. That's good to know. And and also, I want to give you a bit of props actually, because not many people have said that they went into a bit of a spiral after something. Because well, even Paddy said it, didn't he? After his fight, he was like, "We don't talk about it enough." And fair fair fucking play to you, Mace, for actually fucking saying it because you're a fucking tough lad fights in the UFC you know what I mean not many people expect someone to go I was in shit state do you know what I mean and so massive props to that and big shout out to Tidy Butt because he's fucking phenomenal Matt is fucking brilliant so is Reese, and both been on the show so even better but <laughs> yeah I, 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 it's 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 difficult when you go on into that sort of dark spiral mate I've, I've been there and you do want to shut everyone out you're like fuck off will you I just want someone to come up and just have a have a fucking beer with me if, and have a chat. I don't need you to fucking give me a lecture. On well, that on. was for me. It was 
sorry. It was like every time I was talking to people, it was like they were trying to give me educated answers, but it wasn't sort of my, there was no solutions. It was just, that's a bad idea. Like, I was mm. like, well, I don't think this is a good idea. And I was like, all right, well, what are you doing? And I go, like, well, I don't know. I just think that's a bad idea. I'm like, well, the, the, none of this is, is helping. It's like, you're just telling me I'm doing something wrong all the time. And like, when you have sort of, <coughs> you every person just, you're doing things wrong. So then when you turn around and be like, well, what do you think I should be doing? And like, well, why are you asking me? Why would I know? And I'm like, well, no one has the answer. And it was nice just to talk to Matthew because like, um, obviously I'm surrounded by people who are very educated in different things and mm. they're educated people. Um, not saying Matt, not saying Matthew's an idiot, but um, Matthew was happy just to sit there and just not yeah. say anything. <laughs> Sometimes you need someone just to be, just to be there, just to listen to you fucking air all the shit. Just... I want to get all this crap off. Like you said, you've had a few personal problems. You ended up losing what could have been a potentially a fucking star performance. Do you know what I mean? You're like, (laughs) someone just let me fucking, someone let me explode here because otherwise I'm just going to keep all this in. Let me fucking, even even down to the point, let me have a fucking cry if I need it. Just fucking, do do you know what I mean? I mean, I'm going to good cry. It's, It's good. It's always good to have a good, Cry, oh yeah, I love a cry, it just, mate. Oh, it was just the frustration, like the whole, like it's. I can't even explain to people, but it just felt as if, like, when I was there, it just felt like I've never in my life, even when I, I had when I talked before, when I had a low point before, whereas I injured my injured my shoulder once when I was younger, yeah, and they told me I may not be able to do it, but like felt like everything was crashing down. Like I never really, I've never really felt alone before, and. um it was like it's weird. It's the only time I've ever been surrounded by people, and I ever felt really alone. And like even like my friends, I'm really close with different things. Like the boys who I can feel like tell anything to. It just felt like none of them would sort of understand why where I was, and like they were opinions what I wanted to do. And I didn't want anyone to give me an opinion because most people's opinion was well, you're doing something wrong, but then they couldn't tell me the right answer. Yeah. And it was just so backwards. It was just like I literally just it took me a little bit just to sort of to settle everything and get everything sorted and um, sort of try and get on the right track and try and get back to um, what I felt was the right thing to do and sort of to figure out what the right thing to do is because I had no clue what, I, what the right thing to do was. My coach is not an idea of where, like it wasn't even so much as like what we're going to do, where we're going to go and like what we need to do to fix some of the problems in my actual fighting thing or my, mm. uh, my actual fighting career. But the other thing with um it was just to do with like personal choices and some of the personal relationships in my life and just some stuff I had like that I was dealing with uh, to do with like my close family and just some other things like that. And it was just, it was a lot. Like, um, it sounds like I'm going to come out as gay. I'm, I'm really not. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> but, um, a lot of things, do you know what I mean? But um, it's good to have Mad there. Mad's good as gold. And, I, uh, I, I heard that you're... Um... <laughs> You're you're going through the change, mate. That's what I heard. You're you're becoming. You're going to be the first UFC transgender athlete champion. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. No, I am. Um, it, it was it was things, and um, yeah, it feels good now. Like um, back training, back improving different things, and it's still a lot of question marks on things, but we've got plans in place, and um, yeah. I'm sort of sort sorted things, and I've cut a few. I've had to cut a few different things, and just. Like the main thing was just it was just a few personal relationships I had. It was just sort of wearing me down and just exhausting me. And it was just sort of like felt like I was going nowhere. And sometimes it's like sometimes it's just difficult because you're in you have people in your life who mean the most to you. Um and when they stop being positive and start becoming mm. uh even a, not so much even a negative, but um something that's it's just not helping the situation and it's just there's 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 no benefit from it then it's hard because obviously you invest when you it's something you've invested a lot of time in, in doing there's a lot of things that the tied to that person then having sort of having the, the decision to sort of try and separate yourself from someone it, it is it is a hard thing to do um because like obviously you, you you feel as if you owe the person something and obviously it, you can a lot of time, but it's just like sometimes you just got to be selfish. You got to pick the right things to do, and um, so anyway, me and Mad uh, should be going out to back to America soon. The next few weeks, I made book flights today. Actually, made book flights yesterday, and then uh, I had still had a few questions about a few things. Make sure I had the dates right, and I didn't fuck anything up. 
Yeah, um, yeah. I think I've sorted all now. So we're just going to book them today before we got too much. Get some dates sorted and some flights sorted and plan it all out. And then uh, start of September, we're going to go out back out to California. And then uh, might be going to Missouri for two weeks to try a gym out there and then decide if I'm staying there or if I'm going back to Team Alpha Male and decide yeah. what plan is. Um, but it's just... It's hard, obviously. Like California, I've got a lot of good friends, um, but a lot of boys in the gym are sort of disappearing off to different places, and a lot of them are sort of retiring or, or going in different different things, directions. And um, the coaching and team after me, a lot of the coaches have started their own gyms and actually left the gym. Um, oh, yeah. Sort of like everything's starting to come through, and there's not that much fresh people coming through. So when I was actually doing my last camp, I actually started with two really good boys. Um, they were my main training partners for it, which was Kaleo and Chris Gonzalez fights in Bellator. Chris Gonzalez, Kaleo fought in contender. Unfortunately, didn't go through. And Chris had a bad night in Bellator. But um, they were two wrestling heavy guys, so I did a lot of wrestling defensive stuff. stuff. Um, obviously, trained with a full camp with no opponent, and then 10 days out, they give me a striker, so that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. like I said, it's like... Um, like I, I felt awesome. Like I warmed up, and it's the best I've ever felt. Because even when they showed the clip of me warming up before the fight, I looked smooth in that clip, and that was like we slowed down because the video was in there. When I was flowing, like oh, when I remember one time, you know, when you feel smooth because there's like other fighters in there. Like there was, um, I think Manson was in our changing room. Was it Jack Manson? Um, Jack Manson. Was it? I should, no, it wasn't Jack Manson. Um, I don't know. Wasn't it? Time was in my. It was in the Nathaniel Woods, um, his old man. Um, there was uh, there was Brad, someone else from Brad Nathaniel Pickett. Woods gym. Brad Pickett. Brad Pickett. And then the other fight they got who's the other one who's fighting like um, he fought in that card as well. And then like um, well anyway we were coming up and I remember like I started flowing and I really started flowing and going and you just hear it like the room go quite quiet because like you go. And everyone just sort of like takes a breath and watches. Like that's when you know you're really hitting and then you're really flowing. And I felt so dangerous and I felt like it was my time. And then obviously I went out there and I just couldn't get get going. Not so much like I felt as if I was held back or like I've told you before where I comes where like my legs felt out heavy or this thing. But I just couldn't actually get in the fight. Every time we started exchanging, I was like trying to force it a little bit too much. And then mm. I was stuttering a little bit. Like I was hitting with some singles and some doubles. And I couldn't really get into the flow and then I just couldn't apply pressure very well. And it was like, he was running a lot. And then I was sort of like cutting it up. I couldn't quite catch him. And I just needed to be a bit more, I need a bit sharper, more as a sniper. I need to be picking holes in him more and just wearing him away. And just picking and picking and picking. And to, um, them knees were like, the knees I was hitting with the volley were brilliant. They were the best yeah, yeah. in the fight. And I just need to stay on, keep wearing him down and stuff. Hitting them long teeps. More kicks to the body I should have really done. I should have just kept wearing at him. And um I just wanted to knock him. I just wanted to knock him out in front of twenty thousand people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or eighteen thousand people. But I just really want to knock him out. Definitely like, getting the, the rush. running on into something. Because of course yeah. it was the it's, first it's, time. First time in the UFC fight in front of a crowd. Excuse me. Fucking face not working. Yeah. Starting front. Fighting in front of a crowd. <laughs> fucking. What is wrong? I haven't even had a drink. <laughs> my first best fight in front of my family. So that was fun. Yeah, that was good for him, wasn't it? Cheers. <laughs> Watch me get a shot. <laughs> 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 Mate, I, I, mean, I, was, I was watching. I was watching at home. I was watching at home, and um, I had all Kate's family around me, and I was like, "Oh, Mason's fighting next. He's my fucking. He's he's a mate of mine. Fucking. He's took me for breakfast. And we fucking. I was like, he's fucking brilliant. And they, they all looked at me after you lost, and they were like, we lost. I went, it, it happens. <laughs> I was like, cheers, cheers. I was like, cheers, guys. Like. My Thai coach back home said, um, <laughs> when the third round started and I come out, he was like, you've been dropping everything. He said, but he was like, he was slowing down. He was like, he was really positive. And then like, you see me throw that round, obviously what I did in the third, but we're not going to talk about because it's embarrassing. But I started the third round, four minutes in, I went for that thing. And he said, he just literally just stood up and walked out the room. He said, no one said anything to him. He was in all his family. <laughs> he just stood up and walked out the room. I just walked out. So he yeah. didn't come back. He said, <laughs> just, he said someone could have told him later on I'd lost. He's like, yeah, he knew. I used to just call up and walked out. Yeah. It, well, it's, it's like I've always said, especially in fights, it's learning, isn't it? It's not really... But obviously, it will go down as a loss, but it's that old cheesy saying that it, it's a learning. It's a learning game. You know what I mean? Um, what, 11, 11 and 2, I think now. Am I 12 or 2 or 11 and 2? One of them. 11, like, 11, yeah. 11, 2 and 1, isn't it? 
because you've got the no contest in the brackets because you because you're a dirty bastard and you poked him in the eye. Oh, we've frozen. It's frozen. It's frozen on a very unfortunate. Take a photo of that for you. <laughs> What's going on? Well, we are frozen on this week's episode. I'm going to press pause. I was like, I was talking to you then, and I was really getting into, into a flow, and when I looked, you were just like, yes. Yeah, same with you. I've taken a photo of you, because you look ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, um, it just feels like at the minute, it's like, I just, I'm so close, but it just hasn't clicked. And like, when I get that click, it just feels like I'm just going to be wait, walking through. It's like, I feel like my striking is better than everyone. Like, I feel like my wrestling is, is almost there. And like, I feel like my jiu-jitsu yeah. is just obviously way underutilized. But I know I can sub anyone. Like, I know I'm so close. And just as soon as it clicks and everything mashes together, like, I, I do think I can be a world champion. And I do believe that I'm going to be one of the top fighters in the world, if not the best. Like, it's just a matter of getting there, do you know what I mean? Especially yeah. after Leon on the weekend, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, at any end, it just shows it doesn't matter where you're from, you can... You can make the most of the opportunity, and you can make it make it count. Definitely, definitely. And I think one of the one of the fights that I really saw you properly click in was obviously the no contest when the when the cunt decided to Alan. F- fucking flake out and go. I oh, poked me in the eye. Shut up, you homo! And fucking <sighs> my fault. Just flew into him. He's being kept in the UFC now. Thank God. So tires in Brazil. Mm. Take him out there. Beat the fuck out of him. Uh... <laughs> Here's me, Billy Big Bollocks behind Billy the camera. Here. I'm just gonna be. I'll, I'll fight him. I tell you what, though, this you'll you'll appreciate this. Some of the the hate messages I had after that fight, oh, they were yeah, fantastic. Anyway. So I had someone right. <laughs> so listen to this now, right? So <laughs> <laughs> obviously the fight's finished in the cage. They they give his his hand raised. I went to walk out the cage. My coach was like, "No, be respectful. Go say like shake his hand." Being a minority, shook his hand, spoke to him. So I was like, yeah, he this did, is, yeah. This is yeah. just too much. Like I just need to leave." He went to the interview. I might walk over and shake his hand. Look at right bell end again, and um, just give him a quick knock and go up and said thank you and left. <clears throat> so we got back out to the cage. Um, they walked us back to the tunnel, and as we got to the waiting area, they gave me my phone, and I literally spoke to Matt on the phone. Like, like was arranging with me there, and then yeah. my phone pinged. So all my notifications are off. It's the only thing that comes through is email. So I thought it was a receipt from the UFC for getting paid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> someone had gone on, on my Instagram, gone to my website, gone to the contact me part of my website, found my email address, <laughs> emailed me an abusive email and sent it me all before I'd even seen the doctor. Oh, my God. So like we were obviously like, I was really upset. I felt like shit. I'm like, Mad was crying, obviously, because she just seen me eat about 7,000 elbows. Yeah. And then I just picked up my phone, thinking it's the UFC, and I opened it up. I just burst out laughing. The coach was like, what are you laughing at? And I showed them, and they were like, for fuck's sake. And it was just like, literally, Mason Jones, you're a wasted waste of, uh, what, you, you're a shit waste of life or something. <laughs> you you should retire or, um, or, or something like, you're, you're Ludwig's bitch. And I just burst out laughing. It was like, someone's got way too much time on their That's too you? much. Too much time. To the fact that He's watching it on the telly and gone, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fucking email him. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Fuck off. They haven't even tweeted me or sent me an Instagram message. Like, <laughs> I had those. Like, Instagrams are this. You have so many people message on Instagram saying, um, you cost me my bet. You owe me money is the best one. Or like, right. you cost me my bet. I lost my betting slip because of you. I have got no money. I'm like, mate, what do you want me to do? Say like, Oh, here we go. How much do you spend? I'll just, I'll just, what? I'll just pay part of the money. Do you know what I mean? I was like, who do you think you are? Like, I was yeah. like, don't fucking bet on fight ten. There, there's a good one. Too. Yeah, obviously, he's wrong a burp. But it's, it's fucking mad, isn't it? Because I bet you, if they met you it's like a, a, a UFC fucking expo or something, they'd all be like, hey, it's fucking, it's the fucking dragon, isn't it? Let's have a fucking photo. Do you know what I mean? Fucking hell. Fuck off. Do you know what I mean? These these keyboard warriors have never even been in a fight. I lost. Oh. This might be my internet that's playing up. This one. 
It's the Wi-Fi. There's the Wi-Fi in the house. Is that Ben? I don't know why. It, it might be. It might be mine because I'm down there. No, he's I'm in. I'm in. It's definitely mine. I'm in. I'm in my hole. But yeah, I. In the I shed. Yes, mate. But I find it like there's a lot of people that have never had a fight that have got a lot of opinions on fighters and fighting. Like, to, to be fair, I think my opinion may have been wrong on Saturday with the boxing because I did have a few beers while I was watching it. But I thought Anthony Joshua was a lot closer than what a lot of fans and pundits have said. I was like, when I was watching it, I was like, I'm swear he was up by a good couple of rounds. And then the last three rounds, Usyk took over 100%. But my uh, my brother-in-laws were watching it with... Uh, I, I, I was down the pub, but they were watching it. And apparently my... Uh, so my missus's youngest brother was proper really into it. Throwing shot, he was shadow boxing while it was on. This cunt's never had a fight ever. <laughs> he was like, saying some fucking stupid shit. And I was like, when my uh, when my other brother-in-law told me about it, I was like, I'm glad I didn't watch it with you because I think I would have put him through a wall or something. <laughs> oh, it's just unbelievable. It's like, I don't even think I don't even think he's had a street fight. It's good fun watching with people casual, so because they get so involved. Casuals get so involved, and it's it's nice to have that energy there because, like, it was like the Leon fight. It's like um, I said, it was surprising. It's like if it had if it'd been the other way around, and Usman had been getting beat the way that Leon was for three rounds, because like he won the first round where it was close, and then Usman just sort of come out in the second round and just put it on him, and he beat mm. the sh. Like it wasn't like a one sided like. It was closed. If you go around, I think you would have seen people going up the stadium and leaving. I think you would have. Mm. Like people were just like, oh, like they do, like they, like they do a football game streaming when you see like yeah, a team yeah. like Man United when they went down. What was it? Four like four nil in thirty eight minutes. We don't talk about that. No, um, that's that's, like that's if, gone. Like, that's gone now. We, we we gloss over that. We beat Liverpool if on Monday. If you were there, you would have seen the fans gearing up and just walking out and leaving. Do you know what I mean? That's what it would have been like. But um, I just liked it. Like, um, have you seen the Cejudo video where um, Cejudo's filming himself and then uh, it's like he's talking to Ali and he goes, Ali, easy money, my friend, the end of the fifth. Easy money. And Ali's celebrating. And then it's a minute later and you just hear the head kick goes, go off because it was a clunk. And you yeah. just hear them all go silent. Like everyone's faces drop and they're all like, Fucking like, different gravy, mate. The uh, the mixed martial arts fight game because so many different weapons in there. Just takes one, just takes one, takes one. Fucking coffee's going down, fucking making me acidic. Like, yeah, mate. Oh, Jesus, it's a bit late to be having coffee, like, but man, I wouldn't sleep without a coffee now. I wouldn't who, sleep. Who gives a shit? I'm on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> on my holiday. <laughs> So right, so your uh, you you haven't got a fight scheduled, and you're obviously going off to America to start doing a bit more training and whatnot. What else are you doing with your with your downtime? Because obviously that's a big part of well, fucking relaxing. I mean, you've come off a tough fight. You've had your so at the minute, at the minute. Oh, go on. No, I was just saying you you you've come off your top your tough fight. You had your your personal issues, and you're in a dark place. But obviously, you need to you need to chill out. You can't you can't just uh, get straight back into it. That, that's not going to be good for the old noggin, mate. Especially the amount of times you get punched in the head. What? I know. I'm already starting <laughs> to forget things more. Well, you 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 remembered the podcast today, though. So that's a win. Oh. And you'll realize. So anyway, so my back. There we go. Back. We're back. Sorry We're back. about this. It's always me. But um, anyway, so um, I had I had a week off, and then I had a week where we was just restraining and really too much. Like I was just building back in, and then uh, I pulled the trigger. Then after that, I got back stuck in. So I had two weeks sort of rest. The third week is where I started going back in properly. So then I literally just train like three, four times a day. So I mean, uh, I get up at 6 a.m. 
Uh, I'm either in the gym at seven or, um, well, I'm usually in the gym or running at seven. Uh, like Monday, I run seven and a half miles, at 7 a.m. So um, I go my early session and then I train either back to back where I'll train like 8.15 to 9.30 or I'll do back to back to back where I'll do 8.15, 9.10 and then 10.10. And then uh, from there, then I'll go home, have lunch, chill out for a bit and then get one more session in. And then some days I'll do an evening session instead of a 12 o'clock session. So I'm doing like three fours a day, getting back to it. And then like the time in between is just like I'm trying to sort a few different things out like while I'm home, sorting a few things I'm here and there. I mean, sort my medals out so I can get back and get cleared. Um, and just like sorting stuff in the Marigrap and Mad sort stuff, sorting stuff for the dog. But like I haven't really done much. Um, I went down and seen Hot Wheels the other day. Um, Hot Wheels is my buddy who's in a wheelchair. He's back on the men now. Um, he's flying around his crutches all the time, but he's still wheeling around in a wheelchair a lot as well. So um, I went down, I got out and just chilled with him and have coffee and kind of pick him up. Um, uh, he's a lot more positive as well now because he's starting to get places and, and just bought out. And they're starting to do that up and it feels like at the time if I'm not training and I'm not getting back in and doing three days or four days and looking after myself it feels like I'm sort of receded like I'm not just stolen it feels like I'm going backwards um, so for me I need to be active all the time so um, yeah like it's different if you go away for a weekend I'm trip but obviously after this fight because I had different bills and stuff to pay off and only had half my purse um, I didn't really have any spare money after this fight like it was just sort of like uh, I paid off the bills from the last camp. I got money towards the next camp. And then I paid some of the bills off I had. And now I'm waiting to get sponsors, my sponsors to pay me so I can pay off the rest of the payments of camp I had. And then I can start a little bit. I didn't mean at that minute. But um, I'm waiting to get medically cleared. So I got an extra. I got an MRI tomorrow. Now I had an extra on my shin after the fight. Make sure I didn't break my foot. Because um, I kicked in the knee and the elbow a few times. And my shin was all, my foot was all swollen black and uh, shot. But it did actually look fractured this time. So they x-rayed it, but it was fine. Uh, I got bones like steel but like steel bars. And then um my I got an MRI on my shoulder, an MRI on my knee. There's no problems there. They just minor inconveniences. Yeah, yeah. My surgeon just said, like basically you just tweak in, but you need to make sure they're cleared. So then I'll have some physio banked up of UFC. And then uh, I'm waiting for a new contract actually and I fought it's it's basically they're just waiting for me to be medically cleared so they can be negotiated contract and sort of sort it out. Obviously coming off a loss I'm not gonna be asking for a great amount of money but hopefully the money will go up a little bit and then uh, we can look to get a new fight sorted and some new dates sorted. Yeah definitely. So what about jumping out of planes? No I don't no with COVID and stuff obviously um there was problems. Then my jump center closed. And um, obviously, I've been a bit restrained. Then I've been a marathon. So what I need to do is I need to sort that out and get back and do a few jumps. Because I do like it. And I do enjoy it. I also want to get a motorbike again. I mm. want to get a motorbike for ages. And you need money for that. I don't even have a car at the moment. That's all gone. I'm just borrowing cars left, right, and centre. Um, but it's just... A glamorous lifestyle, moment. Until I can get a base sorted. Ew. The glamorous my priority at the moment fire. is to, <laughs> my priority at the, moment, at the moment is to get a get a sort of uh, get my training and stuff sorted out get a fight date booked in um, and sort of look to get a, a, a house somewhere so a camp house so whether that means in California whether that means somewhere else I just need to get a base sorted so I've got a base so that I can pull coaches in and I've got my own place sorted. And that's that's my next on my agenda. Like I got some money saved up, but um I need to really I need to find a place and I need to get a good fight and get a good win under me and get a bit of money netted away so I can start pushing. But um it's just the same as always is every time you start getting somewhere it looks like you're having a bit of money, the tax man come across and he's like, hang on a minute now, hang on a sec. <laughs> Give me some I of that. Could use a bit of that. <laughs> yeah. mm. So I gotta sort that out as well. Need to get yourself over to Switzerland or something. <laughs> Dubai or Texas or Vegas, yeah. <laughs> One day, it's it's well, you know, it's all a work in progress, and it definitely always always a work in progress. Right, dude, oh, what, I'm gonna I'm gonna ping you 
another link because this is about to because zoom is brilliant mate so what happens with zoom now it gives you a whole 40 minutes um so it's not like we used to be able to do where we could just fucking go for hours but what i'm gonna do is i'll stop this one adverts and then uh i'll ping you a another link and then we'll continue until you fall asleep i think it looks like you already have fallen asleep mate Five. <laughs> Ping me anyone now, because I've lost you. All right, I will do. There he is. He's moved. Should be better. Change scenery again. He's, he loves a bit of a change in scenery. Always. I can only stay for 10 minutes, so I've got to be up at 6 a.m. again, so... That's all good, mate. That's all good. Tell, yeah, what we'll do. Tell me what we'll do then, mate, seeing as uh, we got a little bit of time. I've actually got some questions this time. This doesn't happen often. Oh, my God. you got some preparation in. I, did, I put the questions out. I'll tell you what. <laughs> fucking hell. Usually... I put it out and I don't get any, no response. And I'm like, and then someone, whoever the guest is, will go, oh, I thought you put out, there's some questions. And I'm like, yeah, nobody, nobody, nobody cares. Um, so I thought, well, I'll tell you what I should do is do it like the day before so that they've got a bit of time. They're like, yeah, forgot that. I did it earlier, but I've got some questions. So that's the main thing. Here we go, man. So first one is, how does Cage Warriors compare to the UFC? So, organization skills, um, why, like organization wise, it is literally like going up a different league in football. Um, so going from a division two team to a division one team, um, like even I, I've got friends who fight in Bellator and different things. It's like completely different cut fish. Do you know what I mean? It's completely different animal. Like security wise, the organizational wise, the way everything that obviously they it's got its problems and a lot of things. And like people who are listening who are in the UFC will be looking at me and be like, Are you serious? But like when the actual event is in place and the way like the kit and stuff is done and like this the, the meeting the interviews and different things you sort out and like when you, you get the event, it, it's just next level. It is. And uh, the way they do it and the way they look after you is just phenomenal. Um the level opponent wise, obviously there's a jump. Um, European, you get some really, you get some guys coming through, and sometimes they're animals. Do you know what I mean? And they deserve to be in the UFC. But on a general level, the level in the UFC is slightly higher. Um, on like most of the time, for me, uh, actually, the way I, the place I am in at the moment, where I'm sort of I'm unranked and I'm fighting guys who are coming up, I think it's more difficult because when you get the when you get a number on you and you're fighting ranked guys, you know exactly what you're getting. You, you can plot a route. You could say I want this number, then I want this number, and then again I want this number, and then I want this number. And if that doesn't work out, they may give you another number or another guy, but they're usually going to be fighting ranked guys. You, you'll know which way you want to go, and then that you'll get like you could whenever you get like two fights in, or you rank like ninth or tenth or eighth, then you can start looking at like the number three, the number four, or the number five, or the number two, and start looking at those guys, and then you start putting yourself in title contention position. Like where I am at the moment, it's just like they could literally give me a name and it could just be a guy I'd never heard of before. And it could be someone in the UFC's just signed. Um, and they could, like, the last two of my fights, the one they give me uh, a week's notice and then the last one they give me 10 days notice. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah, like, yeah. the last one I had 10 days notice where I fought Lude, uh, I fought Klein. They, like, it wasn't a yes or no answer. Like, they give you the name and that was who I was fighting and that was it. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't, I didn't even agree to it. I just said, yeah, whatever, let's just go. Mm. So it is difficult. Like, obviously, when you start fighting ranked people, you start getting preparation for people. Then, obviously, the opposite of that is you fight people who deserve to be there with a number on their name. Whereas, like, I'm not fighting Alan Patrick's the world where I can go out and just beat them for seven minutes. Do you know what I mean? I'm fighting people who are in there for a fight. So, it's there's positives and negatives to it all. But yeah, the UFC is definitely a completely different cut of fish. There you go. There, there's one question. So, second question Do you plan? Do you plan a game plan for every fight or do you just, pardon the pun, roll with the punches? Every fight. There's always a game plan in place. Like, we do video analysis, we do breakdowns, we pick holes. Like, it's something you should do. You try and find a way to beat the, the opponent. Obviously, my last game plan, 
I stuck to for about three minutes and then I started to get carried away again at the end of the first. And I went back, they sat me down and said, look, you need to listen, you do what you're told. And I was like, right, yeah, cool. It was like, just keep it up, smart pressure, just go in there, stay on him, but keep doing what you're doing. And I just rushed at him and go drop. But um, yeah, we do. We always game plan. You always have specific stuff. And like, you have a plan A, you have a plan B, you have a plan C. And then uh, if those don't work, you, you change it up between the, the rounds. And like, obviously the other thing is as well, is you work on strong parts. So like, obviously a brilliant example that you'll see on social media is the Leon Edwards and Karmara Usman finish where they showed Leon Edwards' cornerman working on a head kick setup um, where he was, they were throwing the jab, throwing the cross, or they're throwing the jab, throwing a hook then and getting the bank out, whereas Leon threw the cross, his blinder, and making him move into the head kick, making him walk into it. But it's easy to pick holes in people's games sometimes, like, especially when you know you're doing, you're looking at on film, but actually pulling it off in real life is, is different. Yeah, definitely. And I think... A lot of casuals don't realise that. Do you know what I mean? A lot of casuals think that you guys just fucking go in there for a scrap. But just brawl it. Yeah, but no. They plan that. Yeah. Well, like Mike Tyson says, everyone has a plan to like a punch in the face. Um, it's funny because a lot of the people they they look at a fight and they're like, Well, I don't know why he's not doing this. Why ain't he doing that? Why is he not throwing the combos like you see him through? And it's like, well. These are the type of people who've never been in there. Do you know I mean they've never been in there trying to actually hit another human being who knows how to defend himself? You see them in the gym and they're throwing videos up where they're throwing a one-two left hook, and it generally looks like um, I've seen kids with one arm throw better left hooks. Pad, pads don't really fight back or or move really. So or bags, they're, they're they're there for to make you look. Good. I've always said it. Yeah, every anybody can look good on pads. I agree. Unless you're really shit. <laughs> then then just get out. Just get out. Go on, go on. Just, yeah. Just stop. Just stop. I actually... Because <laughs> I, I started boxing for a little bit uh, just recently. Emma. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I stopped. Yeah, I told you, didn't I? I sent you the message. Yeah, so I, um, mm-hmm. I, I've stopped recently because we need to save a bit of money. Not that it was expensive, but um, there are a few different things different things yeah. cropped up and we had to save a bit of money so boxing was like yeah, yeah. but anyway I remember going there and they said have you have you boxed before I was like yeah I used to box for the Air Force so I've, I've done a white collar which isn't nothing special but I've done all that I, I can hold pads I can, I can punch like. pads blah 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 and I was I was on the pads and I was doing it and uh, obviously my fitness is no good I'm, I'm shit I'm a shit house at the minute but I was smashing away on these pads and they went cool you're quite fast for a big lad. I was like, that's a really backhanded insult right there. Backhanded compliment. Cheers. You basically just said I'm a fat fuck. But anyway, <coughs> that's right. I'm fast and I can knock you out if I want it. <sighs> just saying. <laughs> Next question. Hey, for you. Hey, it only takes one. It only takes one, mate. It only takes one. Uh, you've one basically, big hand. You've basically um, already covered this and you've covered it in previous um, episodes, but I'll ask it anyway. Will you consider heading to the US to train? Do you think that you need to to be able to progress in the UFC? Right. So, am I going to head to the US? Yes. Do, do I think you need to do it to progress? Uh, I don't think you do. No, I don't. Um, I think it makes it easier because the wrestling level is over there. What the way I always phrase it is: the striking level in the UK is better than the US. I agree. Jiu-jitsu level, the BJJ for, for the casuals, the ground stuff you see people rolling across the floor trying to wrestle each other on the floor is better in the US than it is in the UK. And the wrestling, which is the stuff in between when they're standing up and they're wrestling before they hit the ground, is better in the US. So it's like 66% of the MMA game is better in the US. The diversity on sparring partners is better in the, in the US. The amount of sparring partners in the US and the higher levels sparring guys is better in the US but the better level star sparring guys for striking is better in the UK uh, you can get high level strikers who are just literally guys down a local gym training and high level striking all over the place you get high level boxing you get high level K1 but then like it's the same as Thailand do you know I mean like Thailand has even higher level striking guys they have like you can get like high level uh, in different areas um, but then obviously they'll be missing something do you mean something you don't have in yeah, the UK yeah. and I don't know. It's just, it's, it's always hard. Like the easiest thing to do is to build your own team and to build 
what you need and make it personal for you. But that takes uh, either a lot of money or uh, a lot of grit and a lot of sort of different people to put their energies into one place. And then yes, the only thing you struggle with is like, if you build a team in the UK, so like, obviously again, I mentioned multiple times, you have to mention it because he's the second British champion in the UFC ever. Uh, Like obviously Leon's done where he's tried to build his own gym. It's fantastic, but it's hard to get high level guys. Like England in a big city, major city is the best idea. Like Birmingham is a major hub. Well, you've got, um, um, yeah, you've got, uh, GB top team now, haven't you, with Brad Bickett and Nathaniel yeah. Wood? Um, I just think in 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 the UK, um, you'd have to move. Like, I don't think I could do it in the in, in Wales. I just don't think Wales is a, a diverse enough area. Yeah, that's for volume of MMA fighters. It is one of the questions that I was going to um, sort of ping to you. Actually, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. Well, I've always noticed you you've obviously got your corner. You've got your Welsh cornerman, but you do you most of your training over in the US. How does that like coincide? Like shit most of the time. Um, especially the last two, because obviously problems with financial side yeah, things yeah. where I couldn't get them out to help camps and different things. So like um literally my cornerman, two of my cornermen sat me down in the last one. Because Linda, my boxing coach, I would always make sure we get him out at least two weeks. Next one, we're gonna try to get him out for two weeks and back for two weeks and then out for two weeks again. So he's there for four weeks out of the six-week camp. But um, the other two, uh, they literally sat me down and was like, look, we haven't seen any of your training and you're expecting us to corner you for a fight and we haven't seen any of you inspiring. We haven't done much prep for it. Like, we don't think this is optimal at all. And I said, well, I know, see, I want to do something different. I want to be able to get you out to help with camps. But one, you've both got personal lives. And two, I'm not financially stable enough at the moment to be able to afford to do it. Like if I had my own place, and I'm not paying accommodation costs and they pay in their food costs and I'm just giving them a bit of a salary uh, and then we sort some other stuff out, then it's not really too much. Do you know what I mean? I pay for their, like, even if I just paid for their, I had a place sorted, paid for their flights and put them up for six weeks. Then like, at any end of the world, do you know what I mean? They, like, they would need to be earning money and like, that would yeah, be definitely. the next step. But yeah, like, definitely. I'm not even got that, man. I'm really got base. So, it's, it's hard. It's hard. a lot yeah. of different pieces moving at one time and like, everyone says like, the pay in the USC is, is fine like they're like oh yeah well how much do you get paid and it's like well i'm on 12 and 12 so i had 12k for my last fight i had four and a half thousand in bone in uh venom sponsorship money and like oh well that's 16 and a half thousand i was like well one that's dollars 16 and a half thousand dollars which is about 12 and a half thirteen thousand pound i said two i haven't paid tax on that yet so i have to pay tax yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah. and then three i have to pay all my coaches i have to pay for my training camp fees i have to pay for my bills so that's 12 and a half grand at the end of the year. I was like, which is my income? They're like, well, don't you have another income? I was like, yeah, but I'm also trying to sort this, this, and that. I'm trying to do this, this, and that. And it costs more money. And they're like, well, it doesn't make any sense. Like, it was like, you, you, they just see the big chunk. They don't see they the They do. Journey. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's one of those things. It's like, like, he'll see it. You'll see it. Like, oh, I go in there and fight Nagano for $12,000. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like, that's great. I was like, but then you have to pay this fee. You have to pay this fee. Like we said about the boxing club, but like, I pay like six different gym fees. I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to be paying my coaches this and this now. And, and like, it's just hard. It, it is hard to make stuff work. And like, even the pro boxing world around Wales, like um, I know a lot of people who are pro boxing, they just not any money. They just not. Yeah, yeah. Like a a spon- lot, sponsorships. In the middle that's, the, that's a big thing, mate. Cause they, they obviously see, they, they see the Tyson Furies. They see the Anthony Joshua's and they're like, well, they get paid. 50 million it's like yeah but they're the fucking top do you know what I mean you're, you're still working your way through you're a double champ at Cage Warriors you got signed by the UFC so you're, you've gone from top of the pile in the in the Cage Warriors and then you've gone and then you yeah you're <laughs> now you're like I'm here I need to let, let me fucking go let me bang bro let me bang bro let me just let me bang and <laughs> um, what I will tell you is um, Bellator's paying their fighters and PFL's paying their fighters very well, very, very well. So an example of that is Anthony Pettis. Obviously, you'll remember Anthony Pettis from the WEC days who did the cage run and kick Ben Henson in the face, which was right everywhere for ages. Um, in the USC, he was paid between 100 and 200,000 a fight when he was at the top. Uh, when he went to Bellator, 
and obviously he was allowed to have sponsors and different things. He was getting paid five hundred to six hundred thousand a fight. Now he's signed to PFL. Apparently <coughs> he's on seven fifty thousand with his sponsors per fight. Seven hundred fifty. Which is mad because he's lost. And which sounds like a stupid amount of money. <laughs> and then yeah, exactly. And then you look at like and then you look at like you said the Joshua's, the Jake Pauls, and different things. We, we don't mention and, like, Jake the income Paul, they have just on sponsorships alone. We don't hey, mention Jake. Money, that's all I, I know about. it's fucking bullshit. Bullshit. I'll fight him. <laughs> when I'm big, when I'm big, when I'm a big podcast, I'll fight him. Mate, I'd take him to a decision. I'd happily go to a decision with him and just literally jump around and slap I, him around. I, 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 I would I make him look good like Floyd did for a cup for <laughs> one million. I do it yeah. for a million easily. Do it. Do it. Last question on the list. Did you see the Leon Edwards head kick on Usman? And what was your reaction to it? I haven't seen that. No, I haven't, I haven't seen it. I haven't. No. no, I just haven't seen it. There. I didn't know it's, about that. Um, nobody, nobody's course, seen it. Of course I've seen it. But um, living under yeah, a rock. All I would say is, <laughs> let's live under a rock. Especially, all you've got to do is open UFC, the UFC Twitter at the moment. And everything's Leon Edwards. And it's well-deserved. Because Leon, for some reason, just doesn't doesn't screen well um, when it comes to his social media side of things and his presence and he just doesn't have much of a back and they don't really push him mm. um, but like he's he's the second ever British champion second ever he's the first do you know what I mean him and Bispin are the first two to do it and um, like like you said he's the first one who's done their camp solidly out in the UK and proved that someone from the UK or like you said someone from the trenches can do it they can become a world champion and um yeah, it's just an amazing achievement. Like, it's something that will more be recreated. And the only thing that upsets me, really upsets me, and this is genuine as well, I'm not being sarcastic, it's genuinely upsets me and really just piss me off, is um, you see what happened with, obviously, um, Jiri. Jiri won the title and went back to Croatia. And they had a parade. They stopped in the city. They had, like, a, they had different things. And they really made a, took a, made a fuss out, 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 out of it. Like you see it a lot in the Soviet countries and different things. They really back people. Leon will go back to Birmingham and uh, they won't. They won't be anything. Like some yeah, the, the well, people will go out of the way and go to the airport. But it, it it happened with Bispin as well. Bispin won it and it, it was barely on the news. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I've I've said it for for years, mate. Especially we'll, we'll take. Well, we can use um, Leon as an example for for this year, but. Especially when Bispin um, won the title, even down to the sports personality of the year, you never see a mixed martial artist in there. You see boxers in there, you see fucking tennis players in there, you see a lot Golf, of jock a lot one. a lot of jockeys in there, and you're like, well, a lot of these people don't have a fucking personality. It's sports personality. Michael Bispin, yes, he was quite controversial in his time with when he spat on people and things like that. But he's a personality, and he's the first British fighter to, and first English yeah. fighter. Big for, I, I, I'm a big fan of Bispin, I am, and I know don't really have fans, but he's a lovely bloke. And, and he um, has a, a, yeah, a, a hell of a story as well. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah. But I've seen, I've seen and listened to him on Talk Sport before, and, and they're like, they try and poo-poo the UFC, and it's like, what are you doing? It's... A genuinely a beautiful sport. The amount of stuff that you guys have to master. They don't see it though. They just don't see it. They just see the blood. And they don't get it. And it's like, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of stuff. And it's just sort of like, oh, just stop. Just stop, please. It's the same <laughs> thing. It's the thing I'm people. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just, it's exhausting. Sometimes dealing with people like that. And it's just one of those things you just people are exhausting, especially like experts on certain fields, because when they become an expert in certain things, apparently that means that they just look at everything with rose-tinted glasses and it's just, yeah. it's a lot. But it's like, like again, the Leon Edwards thing is like, they were talking about um, how he should be happy just to take a moral victory by surviving five rounds of Usman and they were saying like he basically wrote his, oblig I can't say it, obligatory. I would just say that. Don't ask me to say words, mate. <laughs> yeah. I, I make words up. I'm terrible when obituary. I pronunciation of what word. 
obliterary. That's it. Yeah, I still can't pronounce it right, but yeah, you get saying like obliterary and all these different things. Exactly. Um, And it was just like it's DC. This the Yanks and the wrestling, um, the wrestling where they literally just go add-ons for other wrestlers and different things. And um, like the only time DC got excited in that fight was when Leon took Usman down. When Usman was dominating Leon, then he was back on 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 a roll. And then when um, when obviously Leon decided uh, one one shot <laughs> one shot sleep. Yeah, so he, he basically was like, "I've had enough of this now. I might as well." Ping. I just the thing I liked though, and the thing I did like was you got to see everyone in the crowd, all the Yanks, and there was I think there was something like three or four Yanks in the one corner, all from. Um, uh, it's Paragon Sports and it? it's all from his managers by Sabbath's manager who was celebrating everyone else was just silent they were all silent I seen people from the PI completely silent just sat there in shock and they were all shocked because the pound for pound current goat had just got sparked and it's I like think, well I think uh, Joe Rogan summed it up with his with his reaction Joe Rogan's reactions are the best when it's a big knockout that's a, an unexpected one it's brilliant I could watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> oh, it's fucking brilliant. It's, it is fucking good, mate. Oh. I, I, I actually, I only caught the highlights of it, to be fair, because I was, um, I went out and watched the boxing, as I said. But I've, I've said it to everybody that I spoke to, and I'll say it on here as well, because I don't give a shit. I've never heard such biased commentary to... It, from the from the British commentators and press and things like that against a British fighter than I had in that fight. Everything was about Usyk. Yes, Usyk is fucking brilliant. Yes, he is. We all know that. Yes, Ukraine is going through troubles and things like that. That's got nothing to do with the boxing. No. It, and everything was Usyk this, Usyk that. And I was watching it and I was like, they that genuinely, I was like, this is I'm watching a different fight. Yes, I had a few beers, but I was like, AJ's the actually... patriarchy was coming out. The British yeah. flag in it was bleeding through your skin. It was. I was like, it's only what because even down to the, like the highlight clips after each round, it was like, oh look at you sitting here. I was like, Joshua had him fucking on the ropes at, at different times, smashing him to pieces. I was like, I'm watching a different fight, but I'm gonna get slated now, and I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I didn't even watch it. The Joshua and Usyk fight. I um. I added Usyk down that he was going to win. I thought Usyk would dominate him more than he did. You know what else was... The the other thing I found quite quite eye-opening and very shocking from the Sky Sports team. So they were saying, oh, what an atmosphere we have in here, blah, blah, blah. All you see is the crowd. They're obviously all from um, Saudi Arabia. I think it was Saudi Arabia. Um, They're all sat there with their headdress on and all that nobody's moving no no there's a few people with their phones up like this that's about it right but they are obviously pumping in like crowd noises because we were watching it and there's like oh all these noises like joe rogan ah, but you're looking at the crowd you're like there's not a sausage moving in that crowd it was like there's about six thousand people there but they're making Uh, it like yeah they're, they're making it sound like it's like everything, and then obviously Joshua lost the plot at the end because he's an idiot. Yeah, I. They should have. They should have let him go. Of respect for him yeah. for that. Like, I, I, agree. I agree. I agree. They should have just let him go to the back because he obviously stormed off in a huff. He he thought he won it. He he stormed off in a huff, and then they brought him back. It's like, why have you done that? But threw his belts into the crowd, didn't he? Yeah, that yeah, that was just, just gotta take it on the chin. Like yeah. that's the thing, is like I think he did matter. like yeah, he's still one percent. <laughs> he did in those last three rounds. <laughs> but right, yeah. I, I do have to go soon. No, so that's fine. The, the dragon, that's one thing they did get right on the last fight. They got your nickname right. Here we go. The yeah. dragon. So it's got the dragon. Net, Jeremy. It does. It's just sound important. It does. Right. Thank you very much for coming on. As always. It was a pleasure, you know that. Hi, man. They're always a pleasure. When I'm, out, sure. when I'm out All west, best. we'll get you in. All right. See you later. Bye, mate. Bye.